and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network. Um, we have a, a great one in store for you today. Um, obviously, before we get into to things here today, um, I do want to give a quick shout out to our uh, guest last week, Trisha Dora. Um, awesome, awesome interview. If you haven't listened to it, go check that one out. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about Trish uh, later on in the the intro segment here because we got a big weekend of wrestling to kind of look back on before we get to our interview today, which the subject of our interview today is a very interesting um, and intriguing talent in the Las Vegas area. Yep, we are going back to Vegas and we are sitting down with the proud Papa himself, Papa Yase. Now, if you aren't familiar with Papa Yase, um, I would highly suggest that you familiarize yourself very quickly because uh, he has been lighting it up in Las Vegas over the course of the last year or so. Long time uh, mainstay in the Vegas area, but through a reinvention of character and persona in the past year, Yase has reached c- completely new heights. And not just at Versus Pro, where he regularly wrestles, but you know, also in Pride style at um, other companies around Vegas and outside of Vegas as well. Um, he is making a name for himself, uh, currently a double champion, um, and by far the uh, primo instigator and antagonist in uh, the Versus Pro world uh, down there. That includes Pride style as well. Um, you know, I, I think that there's definitely something building up between him and, and the shade at some point. It's going to have to be settled in the ring, um, down the line, but really Yase's entire year kind of speaks to this ability to, to reinvent and reimagine and put more of yourself into a character. And I was very happy to have the chance to sit down and talk with him about that process as well as other things too. You know, being openly pansexual, embracing that as part of the character, um, his love of trash cinema, we, <laughs> um, as well as just, you know, a lot of different aspects that he brings to the ring with him that really make um, Papa Yase the kind of a freak flag bearer that he is. Um, I know he's going to be... Uh, competing at the uh, Level Up Expo down there in Las Vegas um, this weekend coming up. So if you're in the Vegas area, definitely go check that out and check him out. Uh, if not, keep your eye on Versus Pro's YouTube channel, their Twitch channel, uh, Pride Style. You know, they have a third event coming up in March, and that's going to be dope. And I'm sure that Papayase is going to be on that card, considering he's been on the first two. So always fun there. Excited to have the chance to sit down and talk to him. Before we get to the interview, though, I do have to talk a little bit about this past weekend because, you know, like I said on Twitter on Sunday, there were only two places that existed on on this plane of reality on Sunday, and that would be DC Brow and the Roseland here in in my I don't want to say hometown because I'm not from here originally, but like my current town. 
<laughs> of Portland. Um, obviously, Prestige Wrestling, huge turnout here in Portland uh, for that show. A thousand people in the Roseland for the return of Prestige after a two-year layoff. That show was wild. I'm sure so many of you stayed up late into the night on the East Coast uh, checking out that show. If not, VOD's there. Um, all around outstanding stuff. Loved Funny Bone and Warhorse. Anytime I get the chance to see Funny Bone, it is always a treat. Obviously, the, the main event for us on, on this show was the uh, Pax Americana versus Bussy tag team war that it was. Um, of course, that match featuring four of the top six in the QWI 200 for the past year with Alley Catch, Effie, Dark Sheik, and Envy Young. Did not disappoint. All out, falls to the wall. Doors, chairs, violence. It was a, a thing to be seen, a spectacle. Um, and, you know, it really s spoke to what all four can bring to to a match. As if we didn't already know what any of these four could bring to a match. It, it was just a great uh, amalgamation of queer pro wrestling excellence on display in the ring. Uh, and I about lost my voice <laughs> when watching it. Um, also, I have to shout out Jaden uh, working double duty on that show, building up this great storyline with him and Prestige and the Roseland Theater as a background. Um, you know, I'm sure we're going to have something down the line with him and Alex Zane. I'm sure that eventually Jaden's going to get that first win in Roseland, possibly at Roseland 3. we got two days at Roseland in, in May with Prestige coming up. So who knows? You know, But all in all, the savior of Rose City um, performed very, very well, and I cannot uh, commend him enough for, for those performances. It's just really awesome to see a lot of like local uh, Portland talent, local to Pacific Northwest, the entire Cascadia region, um, really getting to show themselves alongside some really major names on that card. And um, I definitely suggest everyone go check that show out on IWTV whenever you have a chance. And on the opposite side of the country, in a building that is very near and dear to my heart, even though I've only seen one show there in my lifetime, DC Brow, we had Fight Club Pro Wrestling come back to a live crowd for the first time with in grapple we trust uh, and the two of the the major matches on that card featured the other two of the qwi 200 top six number one mr billy dixon and number four trisha dora obviously i have not had the chance to see that show yet it's not up on iwtv yet i eagerly await the chance to see that but you know, there was a lot of passion, a lot of fervor going into that card on Sunday. Um, obviously, you know, DC has not had a very strong independent um, presence, independent wrestling presence um, throughout the, the pandemic. And, you know, we've seen Flying V come back, which is great. Fight Club, I think, you know, from everything I've heard, about this show, everything I've heard from people that were at this show, really cemented themselves as the top tier of DC independent wrestling, 
with the show as if they weren't already. Mochella has been great and it's been so uniquely styled to the area that it is that it comes from, the area that it represents. And you know, this is something that we spoke about with Trish last week on the show. Um, it's just awesome to see all the different ways that pro wrestling can manifest and can be um, in the service of different communities and can highlight and uplift and empower different communities. You know, we've seen it more and more over the past few years, but um, it's just great to see it continue and the great to see companies that put that as a major focus are getting the right, <laughs> their rightful uh, recognition now. Um, frankly, they have been for a while from the communities that they are, you know, representing and from other um, people that have noticed what's going on. But, you know, more and more the um, revolution of the underrepresented in pro wrestling is, is becoming uh, harder to ignore. Frankly, you can't anymore. <laughs> you just can't. It's there. It's not going away. Companies like Fight Club, companies like Pro Wrestling Vibe, you know, events like the Big Gay Brunch. You know, we're seeing it more and more now. You know, we have NLSs for everyone coming up in the Chicago area. That's another big one. It's out there with promoting all inclusive stuff, Pride Style, Enjoy Wrestling. Um, so many different promotions. And that's even before you get into the the all women's promotions that have been thriving. You know, between Shimmer um, and Mission Pro. Um, just so many different um, presentations of pro wrestling are getting put in front of more eyes now. And people are realizing what we've been fighting for is just out really, really good pro wrestling that anyone can enjoy. But certain communities enjoy it just a little bit more. That's always great to see. So definitely check out the Prestige show. Definitely check out the Fight Club show whenever it goes live on IWTV. I am going to be doing that day and date, more than likely. Um, even though I have way too much on my plate right now. <laughs> anyway, um, but that being said, uh, let's let's put last weekend in, in the rear view for now. And let's focus on this weekend and today with Proud Papa. Papa Yase. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. I am very excited to have as my guest this week um, someone who has been uh, healing it up to the best of his abilities in Las Vegas and, and beyond right now. Um, he is letting his freak flag fly so, so well. Um, as he continues to hold on to and defend the Versus Pro Battleborn Championship and the Party Hard Wrestling Party Monster Championship, the purveyor and devastator of the chastity, please welcome Papa Yase. How are you doing? Oh, I am doing very well. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, Papa really appreciates it. Thank you very much. No, we, we appreciate having Papa here because like oh, you... You're someone who's been really exciting to watch over the over the course of the last year, I'd say. Um, obviously, you know, I, I, as I've said when, when speaking to like Shade or Millhouse on the show, like Las Vegas is a scene that, you know, I am still very like 
young in like my understanding of it in a way like or my knowledge of it rather like it's one of those that i'm still learning a lot about and one of the best things about that is finding people and and characters and <laughs> presentations that are just that are things that you don't see everywhere else and i can safely say that papa yase is nothing like anything else that i see <laughs> in other scenes right now um so i'm excited to have you on and, and talk to you about the the development of, of this character and what y'all have been doing down there um and i guess let's let's start off like let's just jump right into it talk to me about like what it's been like for the the past year or so in, in the las vegas scene like obviously y'all were like probably one of the first areas to kind of get back to pro wrestling as the as the pandemic uh started and um i i'll be real like y'all have taken advantage of it i think that's one of the main reasons why the las vegas has jumped on so many people's radars including myself and has put a lot of the people that are regulars like yourself um on to so many people's minds like what what was it like for you whenever you, like you found out that vegas was coming back so soon in in the pandemic era um for me um i mean with anything uh especially with everything that's going on i think the first thing was always just kind of like safety and it seemed like above all else everybody wanted to be very safe and responsible with as responsible as, as at all possible uh with how we would go about you know doing shows and whatnot so um i've been i've been wrestling at versus pretty much for the entire time so um i can't speak to how everyone else's uh procedures go but i know just just the staff and the crew have been very on the ball with everything uh before shows there's always a meeting as far as uh procedures um getting in the rain, being sure to spray your feet down and, and whatnot to make sure there's no transfer from, you know, the backstage area to the ring and whatnot and and wiping down ropes and whatnot in between in between matches. Um, so off the like, as soon as like we saw all that happening, like I knew like, you know, just it's it's the, the only way to like 100 percent, you know, make sure stuff doesn't spread or, or things get worse is, you know, basically to just kind of, you know, stay at home. Uh, but, you know, it came a time where it was looking like, okay, we, we've been in this thing for a while. Um, if we can approach this thing responsibly, then, you know, maybe we can get back to it. And, and, and man, they were really on the ball with it. And that, that kind of eased some of my, my fears and, uh, about it. And man, we've been really good about it. Um, hasn't really been, any major uh, issues uh, with it. So like that's that was really cool because there was a lot of people who were starving to kind of like not only get back to to watching wrestling, but, you know, just the performers getting back to actually doing it because, you know, Vegas has always kind of been on the bubble um, of becoming something. I mean, we're people here always say it's a, it's a hotbed and that because we're right over by California and California has always been very hot with talent and whatnot, uh, but we never really have crossed that threshold and as i'm sure we'll get into it more like i feel like we're finally at a point where people are starting to kind of see stuff and i think that has a lot to do with a lot of a lot of promotions now just trying to think differently and and actually invest in the talent we have here 
and, and getting their name out there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. What about, like, you talk about like Las Vegas kind of being seen as, as just on, like, the cusp of, of getting to that next level for, for a while now. What do you think kind of kept it from, from kind of bursting out of that bubble, so to speak? Uh, for me, um, there's always been um, – there's always been one big constant in Vegas and that's uh, future stars of wrestling FSW here. Um, they've, they've had the most influence and whatnot. Like I, I, I spent a good three years there had some of like my best like matches and feuds there. And you know, like I, I cherish my time there. Um, I think my biggest, uh, I guess my biggest uh, criticism uh, constructively is that they and it's and once again it's you know it's fine um not everybody is in the business of like you know trying to innovate anything uh like they they bring in the big names and whatnot they they draw big numbers and it's all it's it's cool uh but like when i was there there was like not a lot of focus on getting the the homegrown talent to the next level like they would bring in names and they would have them wrestle other names um, and I think that kind of like hurt, uh, the scene a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say hurt, but it just kind of, it, it made things stagnant for a while. Um, and it took a, it took a long while. It took other promotions kind of rising up and, um, so I'll be honest. It took a guy like, uh, like Jody, uh, Jody himself to kind of show people like, Hey man, there's, there's a lot more than just one place. Um, if you take the time to invest in yourself and you, you go out there and you get your name out there, um, there's something for everybody. And I think like, I give all the credit in the world to, to Jody for like really changing the game here in Vegas, because once he started to get out there and really get things going, like without having like really a home base, like it got people saying like, Oh, okay. Like I can branch out. I can do things on my own um, without, you know, for lack of a better term, the machine behind me. Um, and that's when, that's when things really started getting going. Yeah. I, I, I think I point to, to Jody as well as somebody who like opens people's eyes to what, what is going on down there, you know, because I, I'll be, I'll be real. Like my first real experience with like understanding how like deep the, the Las Vegas scene was, was seeing like Jody, and the other like S4TB crew kind of pop up at other promotions that I will regularly watch. And in seeing them, like it kind of, it brought me into like, okay, I need to check out what's going on at Versus. I need to check out what's going on with level, with, uh, with level one or level up. I, I apologize, <laughs> Mill House. I always forget if it's level one or level No, one. yeah, there's a, a lot of levels yeah. next level. <laughs> <and> whatnot, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but like it, it brought me, it brought me in to seek out what was going on down there. And that's what led me to people like you and like Shade and um, Hollow Point and Charles Cassis and um, so many other people that are down there. Not to mention the fact like, you know, being on the West Coast, having dark chic and funny bone in in las vegas now like that definitely like pulls attention there as well so like i totally understand what what you mean like how to use like larger names in 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 a way to shed light on on what's going on in your local scene there and um you know i think you bringing up jody is is pretty particular to you as well because like i noticed like 
you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't live on social media, but like, <laughs> yeah. I, I like, you know, it's part of the job. <laughs> so like, it seems like you and Jody have a really like close friendship. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I, I never want to, I'm never, I'm never going to be the guy to take credit for Jody success basically. Um, because that, that was all Jody, like all the work that he's done, like that's all him. Um, but like, I, I was the one who basically I noticed him. And, um, cause at the time he was friends with, uh, Ricky tenacious over at big Valley wrestling. And, um, around the time big Valley wrestling was coming into play. Um, I was getting involved with them and I like Jody and hollow point, they were friends of Ricky. So they would come down to like train and goof around and stuff like that. And, I, I just took like a real liking to him because he just, he was very charismatic. He was real, it was a real goofy kid. Um, but I could tell there was something about him where it's like, he, I don't know. He just had something about him where it was just like, this guy can perform. He, he knows, he knows a lot more than what you would assume of him. Um, so I remember at the time I was, uh, it was about 2015. I was, in a bit of a little, little bit of a rut, um, creatively wise. And I had this idea for this off the wall gimmick to where it's like, all right, I'll, I will be this Japanese wrestling Mark who sees himself as, uh, the grandfather of strong style. Like he invented strong style, uh, revisionist history. And he would have, like, he would come to the ring with young boys and he would just it was just an excuse to beat their ass and, 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 and help them cheat to win matches. So um, I originally had the idea um, for a hollow point and Jody, um, but hollow point kind of was, uh, he was doing his own thing. They, they had him doing some stuff in big Valley. So there, I, there came time where I needed to debut. Uh, I was going to make a debut down in this show in Utah. It was, and I wanted to debut it there before I started it here. And so a couple of days before going down to the show, I was, I, I messaged him on Facebook and I said, Hey man, um, I got this new gimmick in mind. Would you like to be my young boy? It is basically, you're just my young boy. And, um, unbeknownst to me, he had been a fan of mine, uh, back when I wrestled in this, uh, company that folded a long time ago called adrenaline unleashed. And so he was, all about it like he wouldn't reveal it until like years later he marked out when when i messaged i hit him up and he was like yeah yeah for sure <laughs> and then just from that first show like i don't think i've ever seen footage of it but like there was something there was magic there and it just kind of worked like he understood what his role was he was just he was to play like the starstruck kid who would just get beat up by this 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 really terrible man <laughs> and who would who would blame him for for his losses and whatnot and and like it just it worked we had a chemistry and then like that we just rode that wave like from big valley wrestling up to to future stars of wrestling like we've been we got brought in to work a work a student show and it went over really really well to the point where they kept having us back and then it got to a point where they were like, yeah, these guys are, these guys are good. And then that really put us up the ladder. Um, and so, yeah, like I've, I've been friends with Jody since it was 2015, I want to say. And like, I, I got to see him grow from a young boy to a young man. And <laughs> um, 
like he's since gone off and like created his own path. Like it was fun that we got to tell this, this story of, of uh, we eventually ended up in a feud at FSW and had this match. And it was like, it's up there. It was one of my favorite matches. Like he, had, this was probably his third match <laughs> of his entire career, but like, I knew I was getting ready to have my, my daughter. And I was like, I want to give him this. Like, I got to give him the real brother. Uh, like, I just felt like story-wise, it made the most sense for us to do this thing where it's like, I, I turn on him and, and I'm obviously jealous because he became very popular. And I mean, still is very popular. So we, we had a loser leaves town match at, uh, at FSW, uh, one of their big casino shows in Samstown. And uh, man, I love the match. And at the end, it was him tapping me out. Then we had this big moment at the end and it was beautiful and I loved it. And that was my last match at, to this day, my last match at FSW. And like, I had a good run there. And like, if I never end up getting to go back, like that was a perfect way to cap it off. And ever since then, he's taken the ball and he's run with it. And I'm, man, I'm proud to see that. I'm proud to see like where he's at and where he got others to like, he is like legit. Like <laughs> he was, he was like maybe 16, 17 when I met him. And now like, I consider him like the leader. He is head, head above shoulders. Like he is the top dude here, you know, maybe not so much in, in wrestling, you know, matches per se or whatever, but like in terms of personality, in terms of like rallying the troops, getting people to kind of see like, like there's more to, to life and wrestling like you can you can get out there and you can do whatever it is that you want to do and if it wasn't for jody i don't think vegas would be in the shape that it's in right now and that i, I <laughs> that is that is the highest compliment i could i could ever give that guy i'm so proud of him like we just beat the hell out of each other a couple of months ago uh, <laughs> but that's fine i beat him so now all things are forgiven and uh <laughs> But yeah, uh, I, I've got a lot of love for Jody and like he's doing his, his own thing. Like he's coming to his own now. So, and I'm an old man now, so we don't get to hang as much and whatnot. Um, but I've just, just from home at, I, I, I just see what he does and I'm going to New Jersey and, and, and the Midwest and whatnot and, and doing all these shows and making all these towns. And I'm just very proud from afar. Like, I'm just, I'm so glad to see where he's at right now. And yeah, all the credit in the world to him for, for Vegas's resurgence pretty much in the wrestling scene. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's a vital role that, that he plays and, and that so many others are starting to play now as well as more eyes are getting put onto it, you know, yourself included. Like, you know, I, I opened up the show talking about how you were healing it up down there for a reason, because, you know, in me, in my like journey into discovering everything that's going on down there, I have to say, um, you are the biggest heel in <laughs> in, the, in the city right now, from what I can, from what I gather at least. Um, like, I it's 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 such an interesting role that that you play right now because, like, yeah, you've been around for a while. You kind of are like you feel like a like an elder statesman in a way, but at the same time, the the way that you've reinvented yourself with Papa Yase feels feels so fresh at the same time. It's like you have the knowledge of your experience in pro wrestling, but you have this completely new idea of yourself that you're putting out there, and it seems to be having you thriving right now. 
Yeah, um, the the worst thing you can do in wrestling is, uh, I think, just kind of become complacent and unaccepting of change, um, not understanding that, you know, as time goes by, like, man, things change. Like, you can't hold on to, like, yeah, I've been around for a while, but that in the grand scheme of things doesn't mean anything. Like, I don't want everyone to turn out like one of those, you know, old bitter vets who's like, oh, I've, I've been around forever. I should be getting this or that. Like, man, the spots aren't like kept. You can't, <laughs> there's enough, there's enough, like, oh man, these got seniority. So do what they got, do what they say. Like, oh man, like at the end of the day, I've, I'm just some guy, I've been around for a while, but there are people who have come in after me who've done a lot more like, a guy like Chris Bay came in and started training like a couple of months before I left FSW day one, you can already tell like, Oh, that guy's going to go somewhere. And I mean, he's probably got more mileage under his belt than I've had. So you can't ever pigeonhole yourself into thinking like, Oh, I'm, I know a lot more because I've been around for the longest. So um, I've always credited myself with um, just knowing when things need to change uh, when you have to switch it up um and like creatively like i've like man i've always been attracted to wrestling because of the characters and whatnot and i just i anytime like in wrestling i get to a point where i feel like okay i think i've done everything that i can do with a the gimmick or a character then it's like okay i'm not afraid to kind of say all right time let's let's restart let's let's do something different and that's just kind of where i was like i had the idea to go back to my old strong style character, but reboot it because I wanted to see if I can have the challenge of rebooting it. Um, the first iteration was fun, but there was some problematic stuff as far as like uh, putting on, like I tried to, in my head canon, it was an idiot being an idiot. And um, I wasn't punching down. Uh, but like I would put on like a, a Japanese accent and uh, I tried to make it seem as clear as day like it like this is an idiot who shouldn't be taken seriously and he's like he's like I was always the butt of the joke like I was always just a, a heel that showed ass and whatnot uh, kind of in the styling of like a, it's always sunny like it's just it's bad people doing bad things and they never get anything good um, so I kind of wanted to go back to that but retool it maybe do away with the accent and whatnot and, 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 and come at it from a different perspective. Um, but before I could really get into it, um, that's when COVID hit. And uh, then all of a sudden, you know, shows are done pretty much for a while. And I just, I kind of sat on it and I was like, cause at the time, at that point, I was thinking like, well, I'm not trying to do anything revolutionary i'm just i just want to go down and have fun on the weekends and stuff i've had my time in wrestling i've done some cool stuff uh so i'll just i'll just do this this comedy one note thing and that'll be fun and but then the more i was kind of doing it and getting back into the to the the swing of wrestling i was like man i kind of want a little bit more and so you start to kind of think like, well, am I going to be able to do that with this character and maybe maybe you could but i kind of started having ideas for something more and wanting to not just be a character wanting to kind of be myself a little bit and kind of bring out you know some 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 feelings and some 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 things that uh that I don't really get to ever really express and do and I kind of 
figured that that would be the best course of action, just kind of like, all right, let's do away with this and let's do something different. No, and, and honestly, like, I think you accomplished that very, very <laughs> well. It is very different, as, as I said earlier, but like, it's different in a way that is makes me want to like, like, like pull it apart. In the yeah. Way, you know, like, because Papayase is very intimidating. <laughs> is very violent <laughs> but at the same time it almost feels like your your character the character of pop the persona of papayase is in conversation with masculinity and the traditional presentations of masculinity and you know figuring out like honestly sometimes it figures out like you're just trying to like work through how you want to present yourself yourself through through papayase in a way i could be off base that's just i i, I read into things <laughs> yeah no no not not too much at all like um so my my whole basis for for papayase was um because <laughs> there's <laughs> there there is a lore in my head that <laughs> i that i haven't been able to um express fully in promos and that's fine you don't have to like force feed people the the entire story like sometimes it's fine to just kind of drip stuff like so on paper to the average viewer whoever who's, who's checking it out for the first time it's a big black freak man who is having his way with people uh, but to me it's it's something much more deeper it's it's kind of like i kind of pull from personal experience um and mixing it like and just just kind of amplifying it um so it's basically just like all right i am a like i say like it said in my intros when i come out i am a husband and i'm a father and beyond that i i i work full time i and as a whole like i'm 35 and i spent a lot of my life um just kind of in a shell and there have been periods where I've come out of the shell, um, but I've always been very just kind of quiet and soft-spoken and just very kind of unsure of myself. Um, and I've always just kind of had like this, this want, this need to kind of like break out a little bit more. Um, like I've had frustrations and whatnot, and I've had wants and needs that I haven't always been able to uh, or even afraid to like express. And so I've just, I've always just kind of kept it just within, uh, and it kind of creates this, like, I don't want to say like all oh, this other, this, this, this evil, this evilness inside me, this deep, dark rage. Uh, but like, uh, but basically, yeah, that like, uh, there's, there's, there's a side of me that as, um, uh, you know, I am a husband, I'm a father, and I, I I love those titles. Like I love being married, I love having a child. Um, but as with you know anything, like you you have moments where it's like, man, I would really not like to go to work, but I gotta go to work to provide for my family. So I'm having to go to work. I don't get to train as much as other people do i don't get to you know i have a family so i don't get to travel out as much as i would like to so it's like oh man i don't get to explore as many opportunities as other people do and like 
it's it's cool. It was and it was very it was cool at first and fine and whatnot. But the more and more success I'm having with you know the character, the more I have the 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 want and need to break out more and kind of like test myself more. And like that was kind of like the the basis of it. It's like okay, well, in real life, I have to stuff all these feelings down, and I go to work and I eat that shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're fine. And, you can cuss. <laughs> like. And then I, I go home and I go home to my wife and my child and it, it's, you know, and I love them dearly and whatnot. Uh, but it's like, man, you have to do all this stuff in order to, to maintain what you have. And sometimes that means that comes at the expense of, of stuff that you want to do. And so Papa is the opportunity to, if only, if only for eight to 10 minutes, I get to get in that ring and I get to unleash whatever pent up stuff I'm feeling. If I'm mad at my boss, that gets to get let out on whoever is in the ring with me. If I'm sexually frustrated because I haven't had to have sex, I haven't gotten to have sex in a long time because my child doesn't go to sleep for <laughs> forever. Like she wants to <laughs> stay up. And by the time she goes to sleep, me and my wife are tired. Then it's like, oh, I, I can't do nothing there. <laughs> so it's like i'm going to take it out on these people there um so yeah papayase is basically just it's 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 all the pinup frustrations and 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 whatnot that i'm feeling uh, and i get to let it out and i get to just be myself unabashedly um like i'm married i do have a child i live like a monogamous heterosexual life but i i am pansexual and I just from relationships in the past, I, I, I got to, you know, just experiment and then learn about myself and whatnot. And so like, I, I <laughs> like, I don't, I don't like, it's, it's not to like, sound like, oh man, I, I miss my old life or whatever, but it's like, you know, like I, I live like, you know, just the, just the, just monogamous life now. And sometimes it's like, man, I really, I really want to. I want to. Like want to. Want to get with a dude or whatever. So it's yeah. like even in the, like man, I want to. I want to. I want to dominate some dudes. So you know what? Hey, I got a match coming up. That's what. That's where I'm gonna get it out a little bit there or whatever. All right. So, um, so yeah, that's that was basically the, the whole premise, and I, I didn't ever expect anything from it. I did. I didn't expect to to end up winning three championships uh, <laughs> like it was just like at the at the least i get to go out there and do something that isn't uh, a front isn't like a character character like something that i just i'm doing um to to be funny or whatever i get to go out there and like just be myself and let what i'm feeling out uh for better or for worse and it's been for for the better so far so i mean i would say for sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it's like you bring up like the fact like that you are pansexual in a way and i feel like that that part of your identity definitely comes through in in the character like i said like in terms of like the the presentation and the the way that you interact with the ideas of, of masculinity through the presentation of it in a way and that sort of stuff it feels like this is like the peak moment of you kind of like feeling yourself in a way and being able to put as much 
of you into this as well. Um, in your in like the other characters that you, that you've done and other 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 personas that you've done, like have you ever felt like you weren't like you weren't able to put that much of yourself into those into those uh, characters? Like, did you feel like you needed to come up with a character? for yourself as opposed to looking inwardly at like who you are and find a way to bring that forward. Yes, 100%. I was, I never kind of pegged myself as anyone having like a, a, a an out there personality and not even just out there, but just a, a personality in general that I could use to amplify um, in my wrestling career. Like I just kind of always figured myself to be a boring guy um and there was nothing much to me so i was like well i gotta go the character route pretty much because uh because i'm just gonna bore people to death like uh i was like all right i'm i'm a i'm a i'm a wanna be strong style character i'm a uh white meat baby face who likes power rangers uh like that was that was my role back then and it wasn't until like i started traveling out like during the peak of like my my strong style run where i kind of figured out like oh man there's got to be something more i got to do something different um because i would i remember i traveled out to championship wrestling from hollywood and i worked a couple of shows out there um just pretty much as enhancement talent which was fine it was really cool um but i couldn't use the strong style gimmick out there because they kind of had a guy out there who was who had a similar like gimmick, just not as goofy, but still in the kind of same vein as as strong style. And he would ha he had a young boys that would that would come out and, and throw streamers. It was basically almost the same as me. And I was like, oh damn. And then so it was just like, well, what do I do now? And then I just I kind of came out as like just a bland white meat baby face who would, you know, get squashed. And it was then where I was just like, man, like if I didn't have this, like what would I be doing? Um and so that really kind of opened up my eyes. And it wasn't until like kind of years later when I started to get really comfortable in my own skin. Like I always kind of wanted to just be a little bit more flashy and flamboyant as far as like the way I dressed and whatnot. Like I would see like different styles of clothing and color. I like, I like colors a lot, but like never felt like comfortable in exploring that. And as at some point it was just like, why was the problem like why like i remember we with fsw we were wrestling at a, a toy convention and been between shows we were just kind of checking out booths and whatnot and there was this lady who made like homemade like bows like with with she would print out pictures of characters and like you know mold in plastic and and put them in the center and i was like oh these are really cool i'd love to wear these but i can't and then i was like wait why can't i and then so I I just like, no, I'm going to buy these. And then so for a while, like I started wearing bows in my hair. And then from there, like I got real, real comfortable. It's just like, you know what? I'm going to wear, you know, whatever feel like. I'm not going to just go out there and just, I'm not trying to like do it for attention or anything. This is just, if I see something that I like and I want to do it, then I'm just going to do it. And then from there, like this was probably around 2016, 2017, I just started getting real comfortable with myself, like bows and flowers. Um, eventually I started drifting over into like the women's clothing sections and stores and whatnot, because they have soft material and they look yep. good. And they, yeah, they look so good. And the colors are always great. They have the exact like tones and whatnot that I like. Um, 
pockets though we really got to get on like getting limited pockets like this is this is unacceptable. God, yes. like that's the worst like seeing a really good pair of jeans or some pants that i like and it's like, oh there's my pockets like this is dumb this is it this is dumb but um so yeah that's like when i really started getting comfortable with myself and then that's when i was like actually i, I can i can incorporate i can i can do something other than just being a character like and Papa Yase is a character for sure. Like I'm not just some evil bastard going around beating up everybody <laughs> I see. Uh, but it's it's rooted in me. And like for the first time, I actually like feel like okay, this is me going out there. Obviously amplified, <laughs> but like man, it had its 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 roots in me. Like I get to like apply you know the aesthetic that i like with the flowers and the colors and whatnot like i've got i've got some shows coming up later this month and i've got some gear getting worked on where it's like yeah this is <laughs> like i am i'm i'm so here for this i can't wait to get it out to the world and now i get to express that kind of creative aesthetic side that i've never really gotten to explore until now and and man it's just so liberating it's just it feels so good to finally kind of find myself through this character and and be able to express myself as such was there any fear for you whenever you were first like transitioning to papayase like was there any fear like knowing that you're putting so much of yourself into this this character that's going to be in front of the 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 wrestling audience now like because that can be a very vulnerable place to be a little bit yeah because uh because firstly, I, I knew just from how the character was going to be like, I, I didn't have, I didn't have like gear yet for it, but I knew like in my head, I envisioned a skirt and I envisioned bare chest titties out. And that's just like, I'm, I've, 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 I've packed on some weight and I've, I've, I'm probably the heaviest I've been in a long time, but I'm just like, I'm going to let it hang out because that's what the character needs. That's what is coming to me and I can't hide it. I just got to let it out. Um, from, so from that aspect, yeah, it was a little scary. Like it's always kind of like, it's, it's just scary to kind of put yourself out there like that. Um, but man, that's kind of like, that's kind of the beauty in it. Like, man, ever since I was a kid, I was, I've always been pretty like a, like a little tubby kid. So I was always just kind of afraid of like my body and whatnot, not really comfortable in my own skin. And, God, I remember like people would tease me about like, oh, you got you got titties, you got man boobs and stuff like that. And that would I was just one of those kids who would go to the pool and always have a shirt on, just just covered up all the time. And now I get to kind of have this catharsis where I just, yeah, I come out there. I come out in a shirt sometimes and I get to take that off. And like the just the just the, the gaps and expressions and the, you know, the, the like I, I take it all in and I I I own it. And like I get to finally like. I get to like get some 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 justice for that for that poor chubby kid back in the fourth grade who was afraid of like showing off his body and whatnot. Like I get to I get to go out there and just and just and just own it and like this is me, this is who I am. So, you know, here I am. <laughs> and like yeah, <laughs> like if you're if you're if you're in shock of this, if you're disgusted by this, then as soon as the bell rings like that isn't going to be the, the point of conversation once the, the match gets going like i'm gonna just start pounding on some people and then that's <laughs> where you're in that's where you're gonna be i was like oh look at this fat dude oh my god look what he just did like 
so yeah um career-wise though i didn't feel like i had really anything to lose like i was just kind of in a position of uh, just a little comedy character and i was fine with it but it was like i kind of want to like even if i'm still on the lower end of the card i want to kind of do something more along the lines of me and so i didn't feel like i really had anything to lose but definitely like knowing that i was gonna like there were gonna be things that were required of me for to, to make this character work that was a little that was a little scary for sure like going back out there with my shirt off and coming out and and, and skirts and flowers and whatnot um but once i get going it's 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 easy to just kind of snap into that character and once i'm it's it's like he takes control and it's not even me anymore because i'll pick as soon as i get back and I'll watch matches back. I'll pick apart stuff like, oh, fat, I'm so fat. <laughs> like, I don't like how I look right here. But when I'm in that zone and I'm in the ring, I it's it's all Papa. And he he takes over. And it's nice. It's just nice to kind of just let that side of you just take over and, 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 and control just everything. It's really nice. It's really, really nice. Oh, I can definitely I can definitely see how that would be a positive for sure. Yeah. Um, and just real quick on on like talking about like the pockets and women's clothes and stuff. I cannot tell you how excited I got the first time I found a pair of leggings with pockets. Jesus leggings Christ. Leggings with pockets? Oh yeah. I found a I found a pair a little while back. I've never I've never come across leggings with pockets. In fact, I've pretty much stopped looking at leggings now because like I just I need pockets. I really do. So I don't even yeah. like look at them anymore. Like uh, they're out there now. <laughs> oh congratulations and thank you. Because I, no, yes. I will for sure take a look out. Yes. I'll, I'll be looking out for them now. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, like, <laughs> I cannot tell you the level of joy I felt the first time I found them. Oh um, man. <laughs> good for you good for you and thank you i'm gonna i'm gonna be looking for sure now because there you go. damn it thank you for this information <laughs> no worries all right yens thank you so much for tuning into lgbt in the ring um, we'll get right back into the thick of things but i do want to take a pause real quick and say thank you to some amazing people that make this show as rad as it is Starting off with Daniel Quasar, the Progress Pride flag designed by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at quasar.digital. A big thank you to Sarah in the Safe Word for the show's theme song, Formula 666, off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com IWTVLGBT and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com IWTVLGBT check out that service uh, you can follow the show on twitter at lgbt ring pod you can follow me on twitter at wonderboy otm and if you're into video games definitely check out my video game news show the mr video game super show i co-host that with uh, twitch streamers slacker kite and lady Merwin every monday at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific over on twitch.tv slash dead sun entertainment uh, it's your weekly roundup of gaming news, uh, and it's always a blast. So once again, check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment, sun like the star. We'll be right back with more LGBT in the ring. 
you talk about like g- jumping into into doing Papayase and doing this character and like kind of like having this attitude of not really having anything to lose per se, not really worrying about like your your spot on the card and that sort of stuff. But as we've clearly seen, this has taken off so yeah. much more than, than I don't even know if it, it, so much more than you maybe even expected. Um, at what moment did you kind of realize, oh, this might be big? I think, oh man, probably around the time. Well, it, it kind of all popped off with, uh, with Shade. Um, and we, I think my very last match as Chase Battle, it was a match between me, Shade, and AJ Gray uh around may of last year and afterwards he just shade obliterated me with a chair and i knew all right it's time to switch things up um and so we we kind of had this this little mini build to where like i didn't i the next show i think i didn't wrestle but i came out after his match he had a match with chic and after shade one i came out and i just attacked him i just i just i just annihilated the hell out of him and like there was some like real like I getting a really good reaction from the like as far as like just heat. I was like, okay. And so we didn't immediately go to the match. Like we we kind of teased it out for a little bit. And then when we finally had this match, like it felt big. It felt like this is like, you know, not like WrestleMania main event style stuff, but as far as like where we're at, um, it felt like that felt like a main event like program. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I came into things just kind of like just wanting to just do something more of me. But then once I got in there with shade and, and working with him and working this, this program, it, I think that's when it was like, okay, there, there might be some legs to this. Um, and then immediately after was basically me kind of getting into, uh, the feud with Jody and that's for TB and, like, I think that's, that's like around that time. It's like, okay, yeah, we can definitely go. Like, I like to, like when I, when I creatively find something that, that works and that I can like really sink my teeth into, I throw myself into it. And I think it comes off to the people. Like, it doesn't feel like it's just some person going through the motions of a, of a wrestling character or a wrestling match. It's someone who, like, you believe, like, this guy's a real piece of shit. And um, and so, like, the more you give to people, the more that they give back to you. And I think that's that's what it was. Um, that's when I realized, okay, there might be some legs to this. Like, like I said, like, I wasn't expecting much of anything, but once the Shade stuff happened and then the S4 TV stuff happened and titles started happening, I was like, okay, well, I guess there's, there's really some legs to this. <laughs> no, like, I, def- I definitely could see it with um, with Shade and Jody for sure, and then it's just taken off to the point where, like, at the first Prize Style show, you're in the ring with Ashton Star. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just it's just wild to see like how like it's been like less than a year since, yeah. and 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 you've gotten you've risen so far. Like I said, the Battleborn Champion, you've got the Party Monster Championship, you are like the most decorated person in versus right now i would say and honestly you're and, and it's going back to to shade right now because like you and shade are kind of on another crash course right now 
um, from from what I can tell. So, like, it just it's it's so interesting to see like how whenever you just kind of tap into more of yourself and just kind of throw that caution to the wind, how quickly you have kind of risen in um, the mind of of the the scene, really. Yeah, like, man, when all else fails, like, just, just try not to overthink things sometimes. Sometimes it's just go out there and you do it. And then just, you just, you have fun with it. Go out there and don't try to overthink things. Don't try to over egg things. Just like, that's just all it was. It was like, okay, I want to do this. So I'm going to do it. And then I did it. And then like the people and everybody in the back responded in kind, like it left off the page. Um, and I think that's and at the end of the day, that's 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 what that's the key to a lot of success. And of course, there's always going to be other stuff and whatnot. And, you know, there are people who, you know, do things differently, who who get, you know, who have the same result. But man, like if you're in a position to where like you can afford to like, you know, just throw caution in the wind and and say, hey, this is what I want to this is what I want to do now. And so I'm going to do it. And you kind of don't. You're not really involved in a whole lot of a lot of things. You're just kind of not really floating around, but you don't have a lot of direction. That's like creatively, that's that's like kind of the sweet spot. And then you could kind of start making things happen for yourself. And that's kind of just that's just what happened to me. Um, so like, yeah, like I, it's it's led to a lot of really cool things. Uh, and I'm, I'm really appreciative of it. Like I it hasn't even been a year, like just even saying that that match I had with shade in May, like I was like, wow, it really, really was just May. Like <laughs> I've only been doing this thing as Papa for a couple of months. And like, yeah, it's, it's insane to see how, how far it's gone. And now I'm kind of at the point like, well, how far can I take it now? And, um, but like going back to shade, like I credit, I credit this, this change to shade. Like he seeing how hard he was working, uh, especially once he got the Prince X of Pride title, and just like I was like, okay, this is my measuring stick. This is this is basically the 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 Austin to my rock. <laughs> and so um it's like, all right, if he's he's the top guy, if he's if he's at one, then I'm shooting for two. Uh and once I get to two, I want to shoot for one. Like so that's kind of been like like even after we had our match, like we still kind of have had some tension and whatnot. And so like, yeah, I could, I, I, I think it's at this point, it's inevitable. Like we are on a, on a collision course to like doing it again, like, and that was Papa in his infancy and I beat the guy. And so like, I don't want to, you know, say anything, but you know, uh, give Papa a crack at that Prince X of pride. Like he's, he's defended it a lot. He's had some he's had some some stellar matches and defenses and he's beaten a lot of a lot of top tier talent. So let's see what Papa could do now. Because uh like I want it. That's a pretty belt. That's a pretty belt. It's a very pretty belt. It's a very pretty belt. <laughs> and like I like I said, like he's he's like in my eyes, he's number one at versus. So I want that spot now. And I didn't always want that spot. And it's it's kind of a cool feeling to kind of go from like just kind of want to be a a face, you know, on the roster, just, just another, just another face in the crowd to like being like, so motivated to where you're like, nah, I, I want, I want that guy's spot. I, I want to take it. So um, that's, that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm gunning for that spot now. 
Um, speaking of, of versus, like, you know, that's been the, the main spot that, you, that you've been working for, for a while now um, and, until Pride Style has now popped up. And, like two LGBTQ-led promotions there in, in Vegas. How important is it to you as someone who, through, through like this, this move to Papa Yase, kind of started putting more of like all of themselves into this to be able to like work for a company that is LGBTQ run or on a show uh, or a promotion like Pride Style where it is all about like inclusion and, and putting forth these uh, identities that haven't necessarily been served as well through through pro wrestling. Um, man, it's it's like it feels like the work is never done. Like we we live in a time where like it's a lot easier uh, for people in the community to to actually like gain some traction and make you know some waves. But you'll be surprised at like how like still how much work that there there needs to be done. And so you'll have your like your trolls and your idiots and your dum dums who are just like, oh, everything LGBTQ this and that and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, man, like there's still people out there who are afraid to be themselves, who are still afraid to live their lives as like as is natural to them. Um, so like it's it's always gonna be important to like keep like getting the word out there, keep putting out content out there, keep showing people that there are there are people in places that you can look to as inspiration to like, man, just, just live your truth. Um, like for me, like I, I went a long time, like, um, I had an easier time than most with coming to terms with, with my sexuality and whatnot. Uh, but I know how hard it can be. And for the longest time, I always thought that like, as far as like in my family, that I was just the only one. And then it was, a probably like around 2016, 2017, I learned about uh, my sibling, formerly my brother, who was dealing with issues of like figuring out that they were gender fluid and the, the, just, just the troubles that that would kind of cause like with my, with, with our parents and stuff like that, who are, who've always been pretty religious and whatnot and don't understand, you know, the, what all that entails, uh, and so, like, I I got to, like, refigure and, and and have, like, a whole new relationship with my sibling, like, based off of our identities and sharing our experiences and, like, just letting them know, like, man, like, you can, you can live a life, like, as, as you see fit, as you are, um, without, like, the fear of, of, you know, of ridicule and whatnot, and there's always going to be that from certain parties and, and, and family and stuff, but for the most part, you can find people who, who are going to have your back, and you're going to see, like, promotions and, and brands and businesses who, like, who are in support of you uh, and, and how you are, and, like, that's, it's, like, a lot of people think, like, oh, well, everything's cool now. It's, like, we, we, we've got, we got rainbows on this. We got months dedicated to stuff. So why do we need to keep on with this? So, like, no, that's, 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 that's dumb. Like, there's, there's always going to be idiots and, and dum-dums who are going to make it hard, a lot harder than it, than it should be uh, for people to just live their lives. And so it's always going to be important to to have promotions like Pride Style and have promotions like Versus who are very like inclusive uh, of of everybody. Um, 
So like I'm extremely proud and, and happy to like get to like to work with these companies and and like and and be able to like just go out there and just and just live live how I have I see fit and and portray these characters how I how I want to portray them and be able to like show people like hey man it's it's like it really is is cool like you might not get the support from your family or some of your friends or whatnot but there are people out there who know what you're going through and like man you aren't alone in that in that aspect there are there are people out there who who are who are here for you and so it's, it's just always important to keep doing the work never be satisfied with with what you got like that's we've we've come a long way but we're always gonna we're always gonna be fighting an uphill battle so we just gotta just keep the pressure up just keep it on keep it going yeah i mean the minute you stop is the minute start stuff starts rolling back exactly exactly yeah. we see yeah. that in a lot of <laughs> we, we kind of see that in a lot of, <laughs> a lot of different areas and whatnot unfortunately so yeah like, you gotta keep some, rolling <laughs> some areas that we don't necessarily want to see them in um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no for, for sure and like it is it is very very valuable as like you know if on focusing on pro wrestling and culture as a whole like it's very important that we continue to see like not just like people there to give like representation and to, and to speak to other people that are maybe watching or people in the audience that you know maybe might not be feeling like they can truly be themselves in that way in whatever walk of life they're in but to also have like people in a leadership role in these companies as well and to be able to better tr- like better craft the way that that people in the in the community are portrayed in a way because like you know i i really subscribe to the fact that like queer people can tell queer stories like a hundred a thousand ten thousand percent better than if you get a straighty out there yeah exactly Exactly. (laughs) so it's just like it's it's just one of those things like you have to have people in, in that in those spots um and i'm very very glad to see that so many more are starting to get there as well and and i want that number to keep growing too um sort of wind down a little bit i did have a couple more questions for you though um one wrestling and one non-wrestling um all right all right so wrestling wise i have to ask the chastity the chastity is such a great name for a finisher (laughs) i i have to know how what, how, how did you come up with this? Where's the origin for the name? So, Obviously, it's a knee to the back of the head, but yeah. So, quick story. Um, I actually, um, Papa Yase kind of came into being uh, a couple of years ago, actually. Um, mm. It was right around the time Versus was just starting. Um, it had been a couple of months since my lose relieves town match with Jody. And um, so I wasn't, I lost the match. So I was no longer invert or FSW, but versus was coming up. So I was like, okay, it's been a couple of months. I've had some time off. I want to get back into it, but let me do something different. And so that's when I debuted Papa Yase in his, his first form. Um, I still had hair I had like long dreads and I, I got to come out. I had some gear done with sunflowers and whatnot. And 
the very first thing I, because anytime I'm thinking of like I, moves and branding and whatnot, the first thing I think about is names, because <laughs> like sometimes like uh, like man, a really cool name is like that's all you need at first. Like if the move is, is cool too, whatever, that's great. But man, something like something like uh, like oh man, well it'll just it sticks to you. And so like I don't, I think like I because the the, the character was still kind of like ambiguous in tone just very kind of like fluid and whatnot and and so like i was like okay it, just thinking along the terms of like like sexuality and then going down the, the rabbit hole with you know with sexual interest and stuff like that and it was like bdsm chastity chastity <laughs> like, <laughs> so i had the, like and it was kind of simple as that and i had the name way before i even had a move for it like i was like well obviously it has to be a knee i don't know what this knee is going to be but it's that's that's what it's going to be um so um i wasn't able to um do the character justice back around that time because um when Versus first started, it was running out of FSW. And then after there was some, uh, I don't know the ins and outs of what happened between their partnership, but then that was done. And then, so we kind of floated around until we finally found a place at the mall. And by that time, I kind of like, just kind of retreated to my shell of, oh, let's be Jake's battle again. Let's let's just reboot it and do that again. Um, so I'm thankful that I got to get back to Jason, kind of like flesh him out more. Um, so then I went back, I was like, well, we got to, we got to do the chastity. We like, that's such a cool name. Like, I don't want to waste it. Um, and then, so like, I just kind of, I, I figured out the move along the way. I was like, okay, chastity, uh, lot. And I was just like, well, if we get the, get the opponent in a straight jacket and it could just be, a, it's just simple as like having them on their ass in a straight jacket, having their arms crossed. And then you just, you just knee them in the back of the head. And I was like, okay, like uh, it's it's simple, but like we'll we'll test it out and see uh, how it how it plays out. Like if anything, at least the, the fucking name is killer. <laughs> I love the name. The name rules. Uh, so like I the the very first one I pulled off uh, was against Hollow Point. He was uh, no no there was a triple threat match. I'm sorry, but the match the match after that was with Hollow Point a singles where that was the first one I hit to where I was like, oh yeah, we got something here. Like that was the, 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 the just the lock them up, whisper sweet nothings in their ear and then just blast them. And it just, it went with the character so much. And I, I had always struggled with kind of having a move that not only was like as cool, but also just, just mainly went with the character. And this one just fit like a glove. And like anytime, like my my brain starts to wonder, like, oh, let's do something else, and it's like, no, this works. Like, stick with this. You can you can add more stuff later on, but like, don't don't discount this move. This is this is cool. Like from what I understand, I don't think I've ever seen anyone use it. Uh, so maybe it's entirely original to me. I don't know if I've stolen it from someone. I apologize, but yeah, it's like this is like for the first time. I'm like, all right, cool. This is a move that is mine. It goes with the character. It, it's like it. It's it's almost cinematic and like just just draping over somebody and locking them up, and then just grabbing one hand, grabbing the other, just just locking them in tight. And I just oh man, like I I love it so much. And I I don't think the character would be in the water without it. But like man, it adds a lot to it. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it, it definitely does. Is there anything specific that you that you say to opponents or if you're whispering sweet nothings in them before you knock them out? <laughs> uh, usually it just depends on like uh if there's a story or if if it's just a random match or whatnot usually if it's a story i'll i'll whisper whatever's going on and like oh man like i think with uh it was either with shade or jody i think it was with shade when i we had our match i whispered to him thanks for the rub <laughs> and then <laughs> Blasted him with the chastity and got the win. <laughs> and I think I may have given that to Jody as well. Like, thanks for the rub, kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. I well I I I love the move, honestly. I love the name. It it looks good. Uh, like uh, I like the whole process of applying it too, because like you take your time with it and it just like it's just there's just something about it, like the anticipation of it that just feeds yeah. into it as well. It's just it's you've got a winner. You've got a winner on. I want, to, yeah, I want people to see it coming. I like, yeah. you, you, I want to build that sense of dread. Like, I'm gonna see this big guy just throw all of his weight in the back of somebody's skull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, last question for you. I, I like to end shows with, with a fun one here, and I will through the process of like researching for for the interview. I went on your Instagram page and noticed that you are a fan of uh, trash cinema, as you put it. Yes. <laughs> as a yeah. fellow fan of trash cinema, I <laughs> am very happy to see that. But there was one, one uh, VHS tape that was on that, that you took a picture of that stood out to me that I have to ask you about <laughs> because you might be the only other person that I know that owns this other than myself. I'm sure other people do. I've just never met them. Yeah. Um, the 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 Mortal Kombat half hour animated uh, VHS that came out prior to the 1995 movie. Yes. Um, the I believe it's called the. Oh, one second. I'm gonna. It's on my shelf right over here. I need to grab it so I get the title right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere. Oh Lord. Is it? Is it the journey begins? I think it's the journey begins. Oh, come on. For some reason, it's like disappeared on me now. I know it's in here. Office is still a work in progress a little bit. Either way, the, the journey, we'll just go where the journey begins. It doesn't matter. That, that's all you need to know. Is just that it's the animated one with the terrible, the terrible CGI Goro. Yeah. <laughs> Goro, everybody. I mean, oh, yeah. Every, every CGI. <laughs> the Sub-Zero and Scorpion. <laughs> Kong Lao. The great Kong Lao, like it's all bad. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, so I initially watched this whenever I was a kid because, like, I wasn't allowed to go see the Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, like, but my parents were like, "Here, watch this instead." Like, they just like. <laughs> so. Oh no! <laughs> it was just so. It was just. I don't know. Like, there's something special about that to me that it became like almost like a like a white well sort of thing for like shitty VHS tapes. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that necessarily was the impetus with you with going back to that. Like what what was your was this something that you watched as a kid and went back and tried to find or is it something that just like popped up randomly in like a like a thrift store hall or like what was going on? So yeah I I was from the get go I was really big in the Mortal Kombat when I was a kid. Like, 
I guess my parents didn't care. They just let me rent the, the, the first game uh, a bunch. <laughs> and then so when I found out about the movie coming out, uh, I was always in a blockbuster. Um, so I think I found out that, oh, okay, they're doing this little animated uh, prelude or whatever to the movie. So I got to get that. And I just remember getting it. And at the time, maybe I thought it was cool. Um, but <laughs> I was also a really dumb kid. And so um, once I, I got with my wife and we we discovered that we had this love for really bad movies, eventually uh, it just, it came back into my orbit where I was just kind of rediscovering like just old, old dumb things, old, old weird things that were really weird and dumb. Like uh, the... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like coming out of our shells. Uh, oh God! Uh, specifically, the making of VHS uh, because I don't think I've ever seen the concert in its entirety. But I would always rent the making of. It's, it's just ridiculous. If you haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a while, hit up YouTube because they have it. It's like thirty minutes long and it's hilarious. <laughs> so once that kind of came back into my mind, I started thinking about other things, and then I was like, wait a minute, that was a animated Mortal Kombat movie and then I forget if I I think I might have checked eBay for it and I found it and I bought it someone was selling it for probably like four bucks or whatever and I was like well I'm gonna regret this no I'm not gonna regret it so I, I bought it and we watched it together and oh man yeah <laughs> like uh it became apparent real quick that this was uh <laughs> this was uh, something something real terrible like like not before you even hit the cgi just the animation with the repeated yeah like just uh just like the the, the fighting you know air quotes with the fighting just uh it's just moving back and forth <laughs> and and then just the everything's bad and then you get to the cgi fights and those are just those are laughable like just really just terrible stuff and it was right up our alley so um <laughs> it, like i i was like okay this is obviously this isn't anything like good but it's this is this is in our wheelhouse so i i'm glad that i own it and i rediscovered it and i get to get to watch it whenever whenever i want and it's funny because i've seen it in a couple like um there's a store out here uh, zia records um they have they have a VHS section, vast VHS section. People can come and trade stuff in and whatnot. And I've seen it a couple of times at a couple of the stores now. Like it's now that I've I've rediscovered it. Now I'm kind of seeing it all over again. Like it's popping up in stores and and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting. It's like I didn't see it for probably like twenty years, and then oh. like I like I watched it when I was a kid, and like I never owned it. We always rented it and everything, but like. And I didn't like it, it never left my, my head, but I just didn't see it forever. And then like just randomly in like a like a hipster secondhand store in Northern California, <laughs> I'm just looking through a VHS section and I'm like, how why is this here of all places? <laughs> so like I had to have it. Like you don't you don't pass up that opportunity. You really don't. You can't <laughs> legally think you have to buy it. <laughs> like, damn, I guess it's coming home with me. Exactly. Exactly. No, like that that yes, it is it is objectively terrible, but yeah. at the same time, like it is a special kind of terrible. 
that I uh, I really enjoy watching. I remember as a kid thinking the CGI was really cool. <laughs> well, yeah, because like CGI was trash back then, so it's like, oh yeah, this is cutting edge right now. Yeah, uh, but man, it's really not. Like even probably for the time, it might have been a little, a little outdated. But it's it's relatively harmless. Like it's real. It's 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 harsh, but luckily it's like no longer than thirty minutes, and you get in and you get out. Exactly. Uh, if it would have been any longer, then it it wouldn't be worth it at all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll let you go with this one. What is your like number one go to trash movie? Ooh, oh man, okay. Oh, there's so many. I know, and I'm like, I just I want to like, I'm I'm gonna shout out a couple before right go now, for it. real quick before I get to the one, um, because a lot of people think like. Uh, when they think trash movies, like there's two different types. There's ones that try too hard and I'm not a fan of those. Like any of your sci-fi movies, your Sharknados and stuff like that. They're trying to make a bad movie and it's it's just not funny to me. But the ones where they try to make a good movie and they fail, those are the, that's the sweet spot. So with that said, um, there's a movie called Alex Cross with Tyler Perry. Uh, it's really bad. Um, if anyone's ever watched Lost, Matthew, Matthew Fox is there. He's the villain and he is, he is giving it at all. He's 100% just chewing scenery. He's, it's, it's awful. It's an awful movie, but it's fun. It's a good fun and I love it. There's that. Um, there's Tyler Perry speaking of Tyler Perry. He's got some really bad ones. He's a really, he's really bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love what he does for the, for the culture and the community, getting everybody with, you know, opportunities and stuff, but he is not a good writer. Um, <laughs> Acrimony. Check out the movie Acrimony. Mm. It is awful. Like writing is really fucking bad. <laughs> uh, character characters are just poorly written. It's 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 but it's it's fun and it's schlocky and it gets real like insane at the end. Uh, so check out something like that. Um, there's a movie called Venomous with Treat Williams and there are snakes running around and it's hilarious it's 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 really good i'd i suggest checking that out um but probably if i'd have to like choose like man my go-to it's probably miami connection like oh god it's so good yeah it like god damn it's got everything that you that you want uh it, it it's got real <laughs> bad acting it's got it's got some cool it's got some killer tunes too like I recently discovered that they released a, a soundtrack pretty much like I found it in streaming. And so like I listened to the soundtrack and whatnot, like that stuff's fun. And it's just, it's it's so goofy and it doesn't make sense. And it's just, it's like a sweet spot. It's so good. So if I had, had to choose like my, my go-to, it's 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 definitely Bobby Miami connection. Like I just got a dragon sound uh, shirt for, for Christmas. <laughs> um, and even as a, before I switched to Papa Yase, when I was Chase Battle, I I made a parody uh, shirt. It says Battle Brand, uh, where it says Dragon Sound. It's a red shirt. I think it's still up on my Brain Busters. Uh, I think it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 if looking to get an outdated uh, gimmick shirt, there you go. <laughs> um, like I have a parody. It's so it's just so good. And so um, yeah, that's like my go-to. And, and real quick, mm -hmm. it might be hard to track down now. But there is a movie called Replica 
It is by, I think James Nguyen, I think his name is. He's the one who did Birdemic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like one of his very first movies. And whereas Birdemic is like too long in the tooth, like it's fun at first, but it goes on for too long. This movie is an hour and it is just packed full of just really just just people who have no business, probably were just friends of his who are in here trying to act and it's really bad. And the stories, the story is just bonkers and it's only an hour long. So you're in and you're out and it's like, it hits you over the fucking head. (laughs) (laughs) Like, luckily, like we bought like one of the last few physical copies from Amazon. I don't think it's available there anymore. So we, we have that now a physical copy. And I, I don't know if it streams anywhere, but like, if you're able to track that down, I would highly recommend it. If you're into like some really bad stuff, then that's you can do no wrong with that movie. <laughs> no, I'm into big. I'm into bad stuff, and I am into James Wynn. And like, I, like <laughs> you're right up my alley. I, I will yeah. have to find that one for sure. <laughs> we will need to get together and swim, like give each other like some recommendations. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I got. I have so many hard drives with stuff on it over here. <laughs> Please send them my way, cause man, uh, there is nothing better. I love more than just getting the like, just chill at home with my wife and watch some really awful movies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and just and that's that's like that's just the best. That's where I'm. I'm, I'm in my element there. <laughs> oh, I feel you. I feel you. Well, y'all say this has been a blast. I've had a lot of fun. Um, thank you again for taking the time to come on the show. Let everybody know where they can find you online. Uh, well, I'm old and I don't know how to like update things. So you can find me on Twitter, uh, at the battle brand, uh, (laughs) old gimmick, but (laughs) that's, that's, that's the at right there. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, uh, proud Papa cometh proud underscore Papa underscore cometh. Uh, I don't think I have Facebook anymore. That's fine. There's no one has Facebook anymore. Uh, but that's where I'm at. Uh, you can, if you are so inclined to, buy some merch i would appreciate it um but if you want to do that brain buster tees uh papa yase um i think that's about it i i should be more active on social media that's that's where the sweet spot is that's where the money is but i i'm old and i don't (laughs) (laughs) we are are of a similar age and i feel you so hard on that (laughs) Like I really tried. I really tried to do the Twitter thing. And I was like, ah, this <laughs> this is just a headache. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, excuse me. Well, thank you, Yasu. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has, been, this has been a pleasure. Like I, I really appreciate you having me on. Like I guess I I've I didn't expect a lot getting into this this character and, and gimmick. And it's it's given me so much. It's given me a whole new lease. Um, life as far as in wrestling goes so getting to do things like this is this has been this is this has been really cool so thank you very much my thanks once again to Papayase for taking the time to sit down and chat with me all about um, his experiences in pro wrestling and this resurgence this revitalization that he has seen over the course of the last year um, it's come a long way, and honestly, there's so much more runway for him. And I am always here to watch him cover that asphalt and continue to to build um, 
this character and to build himself in the world of pro wrestling in a way that he is deserving of, honestly. It's just been, probably I'll say is a breath of fresh air. It's something completely unique, um, at least to me. And it's been a treat to get to know him through his wrestling and then to get to know him a little bit more through this conversation. Not going to lie. Kind of had a feeling that Chastity had a relationship to Chastity in some way. But you never know. That's why you ask these questions. (laughs) Anyway, um, another show in the bag. Um, closing out February here, heading into March. Uh, really excited about what we have coming up. We're getting closer and closer to Mania Week here. Um, or should I say Collective Week, really? Um, since I feel like so much focus is put on, on those shows now. Um, especially here with the Big Gay Brunch coming up. we got another slew of, of names announced for that. Can't wait to see where those people fit into the matches and the the mind of Effie, um, <laughs> which, as we know, is uh, always unpredictable, even if he continues to tell us that it's fine. But we'll definitely be hitting that uh, coming up in the next month or so, heading into the end of the month where those events will be happening. We just have a fun march in store. It's going to be great. I am stoked and excited and all that good stuff. When am I not excited, honestly? I don't know. That's going to do it for us here this week, though. Come back next week. We'll have another great guest, another great interview for you, um, and all the things you've come to expect from this lovely little one-person show that we do here uh, on the Outsports Podcast Network. But until then, y'all stay messy, wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible. And support the trans youth of Texas and every other state that is trying to literally police and outlaw their existence. Everybody's ready to die. Bye. Everybody's ready to die. They didn't see it coming from the top of the bridge. She made a deal with the demon so a lover could live. But the moon is out.